Hello, lovely listeners. Rebecca and Jen here to serve you up another double-double dose of reality. I know we have posted on our social media that we were going to talk about the Chris Harrison interview with Rachel Lindsay on Extra. We have decided to make that a separate episode outside of the recap one because we believe that it deserves its own time and attention. It is an issue that we have talked about throughout our episodes of Rachel's uh, Kirk Canal's behavior. But the things that happened since the interview also need to be addressed and talked about uh, from our perspective up here in Canada. And we are not contractually obligated to say certain things or need to be censored in certain ways because of our affiliation with the Bachelor franchise. So we have the opportunity to speak freely about it. If you're thinking, why are you delaying so long in putting out that episode after it's been talked about? It's because it needs to continue to be the conversation and it needs to continue to be accountable. So that's why we decided to do that. So this episode is just purely the recap of this week's Bachelor episode with Matt James. This week to drink, we just have water and tea because like a lot has happened this past week and we just mm-hmm. need to hydrate. We just need to hydrate. It's an energizing tea with ginseng and ginger, giving us a little extra boost for uh, the day. Mm-hmm. A little pep. So again, feel free to add whatever you think you need to that tea. You can add non-alcoholic items. Or alcoholic items. I feel like some extra like lemon and honey would be good in this one. Mm-hmm. With everything. It's cold. It's cold everywhere. It snowed it's, this week. There's It snowed here. There's mm-hmm. snow covering, I think, like 75% of the United States right now. So weird. This they polar don't, vortex. They don't, have, they don't have power or water. And my sister lives in Texas. <laughs> They're so not prepared for it. And that's why climate change is real. It's real, folks. Real. <laughs> Alright, let's get into this week's episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like... A lot happened and a lot didn't happen. Yes. You know, I feel like stuff happened that we we knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing was super shocking this week, but just a little bit of a surprise um, with one of his choices. But otherwise, it uh, went pretty smoothly. It was standard Bachelor. And we ended the episode with a rose ceremony. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. That felt like, that episode felt like it came full circle. Right, well, it, yeah, because they started with a roast ceremony. And ended with one. And ended with one. Um, yeah, but we started off today, Heather showing up, mm-hmm. um, her walking in to where he was, Matt was chatting with Piper, not acknowledging Piper was there at all. No, no eye contact, just straight to Matt James, hey, can I talk to you? No acknowledgement that she's interrupting or anything. No, nothing. Matt starts laughing, and then Piper leaves, pissed. and is like, what the hell, what the fuck was that? Yeah, she pissed. So she goes back, and all the women are obviously wondering, what the heck? And then we go to Heather, saying, well, Hannah thought we would be a really good match, and she talked to me about you, so that's why I'm here. And we get Matt saying, well, if anyone's gonna know someone for me, it's mm-hmm. Hannah. If anyone's qualified. If anyone's qualified, it's Hannah Brown. No. Um, I don't know if I would say that. No. We we talked about this after he said if anyone was qualified to give the stamp of, of approval of who I would mm-hmm. date, it would be Hannah. Mm-hmm. And I, we, me and Jenna, we've been very close friends for the last couple of years. Yeah. And I don't feel like I'd be qualified to say this is who you should be with. I feel yeah. like I'd be qualified to say, do not date this person. Do not. Mm-hmm. Bad news. Red flags. Yeah. I wouldn't even trust my family to qualify someone for me to date. Because they have their own perspectives and own things that they like in a person that they think would be good for me. 
The only person that's qualified is you. Yeah. And I feel like you couldn't even say that until after you've seen them together interacting with each other. Right. You know, like, you all had a friend who's had a boyfriend who you're like, this is a no. This is a no. And at that point, when you've seen them together, yeah, maybe you could make an assumption, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've never, like, met. There was no interaction. Maybe they might have met in passing, but there wasn't any relationship growth. There's no friendship to work from. Yeah, like, they, he just knew who she was. Yeah. He's, like, he tries to be polite and nice, and he's, like, you know, okay, I, let me think about it. <laughs> let yeah. me not say no right off the bat, because he doesn't want to be that guy. He's going to be, like, let me go think about it. So he leaves, and, like, she goes back to the women. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I, I was expecting so much worse. I was expecting mm. these girls to be ripping into her like they did when the new girls came in the first time. Right. They really were just, like, why are you here? Yeah. It's, it wasn't so much what they said, it was how they were saying yeah, it. Yeah, it's more tone of voice. That but... people were jumping on. But again, they have every right to be frustrated and angry. They have gone through this already where new people came in partway through and they had to share time. And now this person's coming in. No previous relationship with Matt. Coming in right before hometowns. And it's like, girl, what are you doing here? Yeah. This is not a good look for you. You don't know him. You don't know me, she says. Do you even know Matt? Jasenia goes in on her, but she asks good questions of, you know, you really think you can get engaged and possibly married to him and meet his family, meet your family in after two weeks? weeks? Two and, weeks. And I feel like Heather was playing this, like, very coy, shy, mm-hmm. I'm just here to meet Matt, and, mm-hmm. oh yeah, well that's the goal, is to get engaged. Like, I'm not doing this to be on TV, guys. I'm doing this because I genuinely think we would be a good match. Why didn't you do that earlier? Why didn't you meet up with him earlier? And she's like, I'm not doing this to hurt anyone and ruin anyone's night. And Piper's like, you ruined my night. Yeah, and I like that Piper brought up that that Heather came in and didn't acknowledge her, didn't apologize. Because yeah. it needs to be acknowledged, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just like, I don't care what you're saying right now. You interrupted my time. I was talking to him about something important. You interrupted me. Didn't even look at me. I wasn't in the room for you. Yeah. And I feel like if Heather had walked in with, like, confidence of, I'm going to go get my man, mm-hmm. people would have had such a different opinion mm-hmm. into how the women reacted to her. Yeah. So this is something that we we are not afraid to talk about. But the lens now, thank you, Chris Harrison, has given us this lens, using his word, to view this. And we kind of already had this thought beforehand, but... Heather having tears over how she is being grilled by these women just goes back to the victimization of of white women tears. Yeah. And to your point, if she had been a person of color coming in, trying to snatch a man, everyone would look at her as like, girl, what are you doing here? You're not, you don't have any right to do this. But now we have this white woman coming in with tears and getting sympathy. She came in as a victim right off the bat. Yeah. I think of how Brittany came in mm-hmm. when, still a white woman, but like a darker haired, more, more of like a vixen mm-hmm. kind of a woman. And she came in confident, being like, I'm here to meet Matt, and this is what I'm here for. And she knew what she was there for. Yeah, the way the women were to work her was vicious, but like more vicious than this. Yeah. But the internet reaction wasn't as bad, I don't think. Heather's garnered a lot of sympathy 
and people are now attacking the group of women left for being bullies and I thought we got rid of all the bullying and stuff like that. They were not being bullies. They were confronting her about her behavior and she's not used to being confronted or called out or held accountable for her behavior because she has the privilege that she does. Oh, for sure, for sure. And if she acts the way that she did from what we saw, Mm -hmm. which is very, as a victim, shy girl in a corner, very Cinderella, being held up by a bluebird-esque. Yeah, like, I'm I'm not trying to do anything wrong, guys. I'm just here for love, you know? She's not recognizing how destructive her behavior and her actions can be and how they're being perceived by a room of women that is majorly made up of, of women of color. Yeah. So And I, I feel like that's part of how, you know, TVs frame stereotyped people, right? The villains are mm-hmm. the villains are people who are differently abled, they're people who are weird colors, they're people who are mm-hmm. who are people of color if it's not an animation. Yeah. And they're 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 othered. Yeah. But she was never looked at as you're being rude, you're being disruptive, you're taking dismissive. Dismissive. Yeah, dismissive. Especially a Piper in that situation. Yeah. So it was all about Heather and Heather's story and other people be damned. But she was not confronted about any of that. She was felt sorry for because she was crying and these other mean women were coming. And I also feel like the edit they gave her preview in the last in last week's episode mm-hmm. really made it seem like these women were like out to like hurt her like it was yeah. aggressive when it wasn't really it was women who were sitting there going why are you here mm-hmm. we've given up so much to be here mm-hmm. we've gone through weeks of this process which i'm sure is mentally exhausting and then this bitch shows up yes i think their their behavior was warranted i and i think it was really rather mild Yes, and for those people that I've heard saying how disappointed they were in the group of women for acting this way, and they're comparing it to the previous bullying behavior, it's different. It's no. so different. No, when you looked at Victoria and Anna and MJ, mm-hmm. that was it was really like toxic behavior. Yeah, this behavior was you know ma- like the tone of voice maybe mm-hmm. maybe like Kit made a comment that was. I'm not even sure if that was when Heather was in the room or if that was when Heather wasn't in the room because. We don't see her specifically addressing Heather in that moment. No. So it might have just been a passing comment that they edited in to make it look like she said that to Heather. And also, it's like she's walking in on the night of a rose ceremony here. Mm-hmm. So these girls are already stressed out going, am I not going to get a rose? And then this girl shows up. Well, they don't and, even get enough time. And the first time around when the new girls came in, mm-hmm. all the original, a bunch of the original girls didn't get roses. The new mm-hmm. girls did, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're seeing a pa- like they're seeing repeat behavior here and I'm sure you're thinking the worst and you're stressed out I don't know I just I don't think it was even close to anything that Victoria MJ and uh Anna pulled I don't think so either wasn't the same level and really they were just trying to hold Heather accountable to her behavior no prior relationship nothing to build it on other than Hannah Brown's word that they would might be good together and why wouldn't you have done that months ago yeah which she didn't really answer. She didn't yeah, give a satisfactory answer. She's just like, well, the cards didn't play that way. And it's like, no, not, not good enough. Matt does the right thing. And he's like, I, I can't in good conscience have you come in when I've built these relationships with other women. My heart is out there with them. We have not built any kind of foundation to even grow from, from and it's very late in the process. Yeah. I'm really, and we talked about this when we were watching, but I'm, I'm happy that he sent her home. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy when he came back in that he apologized to all the women for the fact that, like, this girl took time away from them. And that yeah. he gra- got Piper back 
to mm-hmm. have the rest of the conversation and apologize yeah. to her. That's what a man does. Take note. <laughs> and I would love to see that more in this franchise. That I, yeah. I feel like with Claire's season, she was really dismissive towards a lot of the men. I feel like a lot of times the bachelors are kind of like, oh, I'm the bachelor, so these women are just here to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's not that like basic respect that you'd want to have for it's your not, partner. It's not, yeah, the recipro- reciprocation. Yeah. Right? We saw that with Claire where one of the guys was like, well, I'm tr- just trying to get to know you. And she's like, well, other guys already know what they love about me. And it's like, well... That's reciprocal. Could you tell him what you like about him and why you're keeping him around? It's not just a given that if the lead chooses you, that you have to be engaged to that person. Yeah. It's a two-way street. And I think he really does get that and understand that and acknowledges that, which is really nice. Because other leads have rewarded the whole drama and time being taken away and and things like that. Yeah. It's it's nice behavior to see. I'm really impressed. Yeah. Uh, We get to the rose ceremony. Mm -hmm. And who gets roses, Jen? Okay, Michelle and Piper already have roses from the previous dates. So Brie, Rachel, Serena P, Kit, Jasenia, and Abigail get the rest of the roses, which means that Chelsea and Serena C have been shot. Yeah, which we saw. Which we saw coming. Kind of coming anyway. So no big surprises there. Date cards for the week. We get Serena P gets a second one-on-one date. And I Shocker. feel like at this point we're watching it and we're going, Abigail's not getting a one-on-one. No. She's going home. We already kind of called that uh, a couple of weeks ago, where it's like, if she doesn't get a one-on-one this week, like, something's really off, and he's just keeping her around because they had that initial spark on the first week, but nothing is progressing. We've seen barely conversations, and the conversations that we had seen where she brought up the deafness, he kind of didn't even really respond to that topic. And the fact that he's not trying to make, hasn't made time for her for a one-on-one yet, like, it just doesn't bode well. No, it doesn't. So we get to Serena P's one-on-one date. They were doing a tantric yoga session. Yes. Which, uh, this is how, this is basically how we met, Jen. Yeah. In a theater school movement class where you had to stare into each other's eyes with your legs wrapped around each other. Mm-hmm. Which was, that was how, aww. That's sentimental that's, for how we know, met. We found a connection. And that's not what Serena yeah. and Matt found unfortunately they will not be starting a podcast together Um, for reference me and Jen (laughs) met for the first time in our first day of film school together yes and we laid on the floor holding hands staring into each other's eyes and it's just been love ever since yeah it's true so (laughs) they probably won't be starting a podcast together now no (laughs) Serena kept saying how she didn't like it she felt uncomfortable with the different positions She's very flexible, though. Very flexible and impressed. And uh, very skinny. But uh, <laughs> I feel like we should do an episode. We should do an episode at some point talking about body, body shapes, body image, how that's perceived in this franchise as well, and in yeah. reality TV in general. I feel like yeah. that would be a good thing to talk about at some point. We address it uh, briefly in our very first episode. How we see a very big lack of body diversity, not just on The Bachelor, but across all kinds of dating shows, unless it specifically calls for a different body type. We're not saying that you being skinny is the problem. It's not. It's that all we're seeing is that. And there's no representation of different body types being worthy of love, being able to fall in love because everyone is. But the fact that you're only presenting this one body type on these shows is giving the message that maybe those other people don't deserve love. That's what people are going to get from it. But also that that's all men find attractive, which is simply not true, which we've discovered later on in life, but we didn't 
neither one of us got those messages when we were growing up. Even in the dating world, on the dating apps, I feel like I have to put a disclaimer of the fact that I'm not a certain size and I'm not skinny and I have to let them know that I'm curvy with a picture or something in case they don't like that. But I don't feel like that's something that skinny girls feel like they have to do. No. And then I feel like for myself when I'm watching TV and watching things growing up is that blonde white women were always really tiny, mm-hmm. had like big perfect boobs, and were just like, they're like magically you morphed into being hot. I'm like a size 6, size 8, right? Mm-hmm. But I have short legs, my boobs are very wide set, mm-hmm. my nipples point opposite direction, <laughs> very wide set boobs. So I never, like I didn't see myself on TV, mm-hmm. you know? It was like... I saw in movies you saw women like say like Rebel Wilson, mm-hmm. right? But she was a funny girl and she was she's much like much larger. Yeah. Right. So like, it was always just like extremes. Yes. It's always extremes that you see. The in betweeners weren't really there. No. And like I feel like mid sized isn't even a thing in media really. No. Just being like an average sized person, it's not even a thing. You're either sample size or uh, plus size. Yeah. There's no anything in between which is again bullshit because we're all on a freaking spectrum people find different things different body types attractive but when all you're seeing on the show year after year after year is a certain body type falling in love and having that fairy tale you start to think that's not meant for you because you don't look like that yeah well and we've talked about that in this franchise really the largest woman we've seen in recent history is kelly flanagan on peter season Mm -hmm. not a big woman just Mm-mm. wider set hips, childbearing hips, <laughs> which I don't like that phrase because it's like, what if she doesn't want kids? I don't know. Yeah. And just, but even now, like you look at her in her social media, and she's gotten very slim, mm-hmm. very skinny, and it, I don't know if that's a response to having more attention on you, and maybe someone on a message board saying, "Oh, Kelly's the big girl," even though she's not. She was not. She was was not at all. Yeah. Um. So, please, please. More body diversity. And that goes for the men season too. Because, yes, the chiseled abs and things like that can be nice to look at. But not everybody finds that attractive. That's not attainable for every kind of male body type either. So it would be nice to see some diversity even on the men's side as well. That's true. I feel like we should do an episode talking more about that. Get somebody on who's an expert in some sort of field and talk mm-hmm. about that more. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, Serena, they, they, have their, they have their dinner, um, and Matt, it's funny because Matt's like, I felt so connected to you, Yes. and Serena's like, really? I, I hated that. I hated that so much. I was so uncomfortable. And it's interesting because she mentions the whole PDA thing, but she's kissed Matt before in front of the other women. Yeah. So, so I'm not sure where that, maybe that's just an excuse for her being like, I don't feel as connected and physically charged. Maybe she's a missionary with the lights off on a Tuesday night kind of a thing. Maybe that's the kind of girl she is. Yeah. I mean, not not all representations have to be steamy and, like, hot and heavy. That doesn't really seem to be Matt's style either. No. But and, he... And, it, and it's not indicative of a good relationship. No. I mean, Claire and Dale were all over each other. Oh, yeah. And that lasted a week and a half. Oh, yeah. So you, you can burn out. That that spark can burn like out. Like, important, the important thing in the relationship is what we're seeing here, where it's like, is this mm-hmm. someone I can talk to? Is this someone I can have fun with? Is yeah. this someone who's a partner for me? 
Right. Yeah. But do you yeah. need to be jumping on a table every 14 seconds? Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like you need to be overtly sexual. And like you said, I think that's a better indication of a longevity of a relationship is the fact that she could tell him, like, actually, I didn't really enjoy that. That wasn't really my thing. I don't think I would do it again. Yeah. But the fact that she went through the experience and she did something that was outside of her comfort zone because it was the date and didn't complain about it or pout about it, but felt comfortable enough afterwards telling her true feelings where others would have been like, Oh yeah, like I totally loved it, but not really. Which I feel like is how Jacenia acts on their one-on-one date, but we'll get to that after. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Serena gets her her rose. Yeah. And we're on to the group date. She's been a a, a good, I guess, a good surprise. I I didn't. I, I didn't her. expect that at all. Yeah. Now after the donkey and the first one-on-one date, I was like, this isn't gonna last. Yeah. Like, we're like, it's cute, but it's not gonna go anywhere. But uh, we were wrong on that front. So the uh, group date card comes. Obviously, we've gotten the spoiler of this already, but Brie, Kit, Michelle, Abigail, Rachel, and Piper are on the card, which means Jasenia gets the one-on-one. Again, another confirmation that Abigail is going to go home. Oh, for sure. I'm pretty upset at Matt for not giving her time. Yeah, me too. Pretty upset. Um, They talk about it, and the cocktail party is really just conversations between the women. Mm -hmm. Um, Rachel has a chat with him. I feel like I never know what they actually talk about. There doesn't seem to be anything of substance. The only thing we got is, like, she doesn't feel as confident about herself, and she was playing the, that kind of card. Like, I don't have self-esteem or self-confidence. But I feel like, ah. But she had enough confidence to dress in an antebellum dress next to someone dressed as a slave. So And enough conf- confidence to like Confederate flag pictures and bully that a girl takes about... Some, that takes some balls, if yeah. you ask me, to bully people about their uh, preferences. In this day and age, yeah. And uh, she had enough confidence to bully someone for liking black guys, so... But that's just my two cents. We'll talk about that more in our... We'll talk about that more. Um, um, Michelle yeah. has a conversation with Matt. She mm-hmm. says she's 100% committed to him. Mm-hmm. And Matt really likes her. And, and I, uh, th- I want to know Michelle's upper body routine because her arms are fantastic. <laughs> they're, they're amazing. She's very statuesque. I love that she's she's a muscular woman. I really appreciate seeing that. And then we get to the chat with Abigail. Oh, Brie first. Oh, Brie. Sorry, Brie first. <laughs> Brie tells him that she quits her job to stay there for him. Now, in her mind, this is probably a very big move for her. In her bio, it just says communications manager, but it doesn't really go into detail on what that means. But she goes into the story about how her mom was a single mom, raising her and sacrificing so that she can go and have a better life. Her job is not just a job to her, but it's a dream. Okay, if that's the way you see it. My perspective, communications manager... You can kind of do that anywhere. It's something you can get in any country, any city. But it's a big deal for her, I guess, to quit her job in order to stay there. But his response, thank you for sharing, it's like when you tell someone, I love you, and they're like, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, in his eyes, he's like, yo, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. "Uh." And I think in that moment, we see that he doesn't like her as much as he likes confederatial uh yeah (laughs) it's true though because i mean you know you get these girls on the bachelor it's like she's a pretty girl Mm -hmm. she's super young she's only 24 i think yeah really young yeah she's quit her job but it's like now she has 115 plus thousand followers on instagram Mm -hmm. she's got a platform now she's probably fine yeah now she's probably fine for right now she's fine i think it was her that was her grand gesture to him of saying, I'm all in. Yeah. So I sacrificed my job. But don't make it sound like it's this 
huge job where you're like saving people's lives and things like that yeah you know um you can you can get that job again yeah and if she works in communications and now she can be like an influencer it's like you probably the field is the field similar yeah transferable skills but uh, yeah so that was more of a gesture I guess to him and he didn't really respond to it in a in a way that you would want someone to respond to that okay now Now we get Abigail this makes me so sad. I Well, and it makes me sad because, you know, he says, I gave you the group date rose and I was more comfortable exploring mm-hmm. other relationships because I felt so, I felt comfortable with you and with yeah. our relationship, whatever, with the connection. And it's like, yeah, buddy, but like, if you don't work to nurture something, if you don't water the plant, it's going to die. Right? He didn't give her the time no. that it needed for that relationship to grow at the same pace. So I don't like that he used that cop out of, other relationships have just grown past what ours has because you never gave her the opportunity. No, never. You never it's gave like her that time. It's like you didn't even give her the respect to give her the time. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, that have was some on respect you. respect for the woman. That was on him. Uh, I think, I thought Abigail should have got Kit's date. Yeah. I don't think Kit should have got that date because, as we will see, they we said this at the beginning, they're just not on the same page of life. Yeah, it's true. So true. And you can be physically attracted to each other, and that's fine, and have a connection, that's fine. But you're not on the same page in life. You need, you, you can't pursue something like yeah. that. It's, it's a waste of time. That time should have went to Abigail because that's potential there. It's true. It's so true. And he saw the potential there, and then he just let it die in the cold. Like she yeah. was left out in the cold. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. So don't tell her that other relationships have grown past you did not allow her the opportunity that's on him but they gave her a good setup because Mm -hmm. abigail went home they put her in the car and she got that good edit to be the next bachelorette yes she did which i hope she is because yes you know with all the petitions for katie to be the next bachelorette that i've seen i think you should continue there's a few reasons here people and it's not just because we don't think Katie would be a good lead. It's not just that. You know, Abigail, she had more of a connection with Matt, so she had more stake in it Yeah. to move into being the bachelorette herself. Right. Um, I like that she's a woman of color. When they were like, oh, we're going to make these changes, they went with, like, black leads. Mm-hmm. Totally great. But then they were like, okay, we did it, and we're going to move back. It's like, you know, Abigail's half Asian, I believe, mm-hmm. some, some sort of Asian descent. I'm not sure. She hasn't really disclosed what it is, but mm-hmm. to have that different representation as well. Yes. Not just black and white, that there's, there's, you know, people who are Latino, you have, you have Native Americans, you have, yes, there's um, a rainbow of people, right? South Asian, Chinese, Japanese, yes. everything, right? Yes. We have so many people who aren't just white and black. It would feel like less of a token that right. Matt it's and Rachel were the token, less token performative. black leads. Yeah, yeah, less performative if they had continued on with this. Especially in light of the Chris Harrison stuff. So. And she would be a good lead. That's what I want to see is not just because they're a person of color and not just because they were in the franchise. Mm-hmm. You, you can have both. There's 25 women of color who were casted on this season. Yeah. If you can pick one of them who yeah. who is both a, a, fa- a fan favorite, right? Who had a good relationship with Matt? Yes, there was a lot to choose from. You can't just go back to the old, you know. There were no good people of color to choose as a lead. That's, no, because there's there's so many, and also because she has she's differently abled and yeah. has the implant that allows us to enter a whole different world that we as viewers don't ever really get to be a part of because we are hearing. So it would be a great journey to go on to see who really applies for this show, what their thoughts are, 
going into like having children and the potential of their children having um, differently abled things. Yeah, because so, her hearing issue is it's, it's genetic. genetic, right? And so seeing those conversations and making that representation and saying these people deserve love too. Everyone deserves love and showing that. So the mix of all of that would make it a really intriguing season. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Abigail for Bachelorette. Yeah. Katie would just be too just... Well, it would just be more of the same. Like, exactly. I'm glad that she, you know, she has the sex positivity. She's stuck up for people. Put her on Paradise. Have her come in as Abigail's confidant. All of those things. But please don't go backwards into another, like, white woman story. So right. it's just like, it's more of the exact same. You're just copy-pasting from another season. After Abigail goes home, Kit has the conversation with Matt. Mm-hmm. This is where she says she wants to finish school. She wants to travel. She wants to have her career. Awesome. You go, girl. Yeah. Find someone who wants to do the same thing. Yeah. Not and, just get married and have kids. <laughs> and she said, like, the whole marriage and kids things would be pushed off by a few more years than the yeah. other women. Yeah, because she's 21 years old. Because she's 21. Go do that. Awesome that she said that. But also, why are you on a show where that's literally the premise is to be engaged at the end of it and to start a family and be married within the next couple years afterwards? Why are you on this kind of show then? This is not meant for you. Go on later when you are ready, when you travel, when you figure it out what you want. she's going for paradise. Life. She was going for paradise. This isn't just purely for love on the show. It ends in a proposal and engagement potentially. Yeah. Because right? even if your engagement lasted two years, she's only 23. I know sure as hell I'm not ready to get married right now. <laughs> yeah. And if, if that's what she was ready for, then yeah, go on the show. But she already would have had it in her head before going on the show that this is the trajectory she wanted for her life. So knowing that, why would you then go on to a show where the, you literally become engaged? Okay. It's true. It, it's, it's. I just don't understand the thought process in that. But I do like that she she acknowledged this. Yes. I feel like yeah. I feel like you know a lot of these women are only 23, 24 years old. Yes. Most people aren't ready to get married when they're 24 years old. No. Most people still want to travel, and I mean a lot of these women now have a new platform. Yeah. So they want it. They want to expand their brand or their the opportunities they have, right? So, I like that she just didn't lie about it. Yes, I did like that part. Because I feel like a lot of the women, they're like, oh, I'm ready to settle down. And blah, blah. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, yeah. you're not. Yeah, be real. Be real here. Yeah, so I, I like that she was honest about that. I don't think she should have gone on the show no. in the first place then. You know, but she's confident because of sharing that, that she's getting the rose. Yeah, and of and course, she does of course Rachel gets the rose because... That's who Matt what, likes. Because what did she do? Nothing? I don't know. Matt um, likes... The way she looks. She's just kind of average. She's just a white... Yeah. She's just an average white girl. She's pretty. Yeah, so he, he... I also don't know yet what about her personality is so appealing. Yeah, I have no idea. Because we haven't know. really gotten it. We, we haven't gotten it. The focus has been on, on a lot the of the drama. other drama and stuff when we don't really get to see the women for who they are. Rachel gets the rose and then Matt's like, well, I planned a little something... So he goes off with Rachel, leaves the rest of the women there, kind of like Which makes questioning me think everything. that Rachel was always going to get this rose. Oh, no yeah. No matter what anybody said, Rachel was always going to get this rose. Yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad for the other girls sitting there. Mm-hmm. They're just like, the fuck? <laughs> like, you, yeah. they both walk up. Who is it? Allo Allo. Aloe Black. Aloe Black. Which he's actually a pretty big name, so good on The Bachelor for uh, acquiring him. And he has a great voice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful voice. Yeah. They have this private little concert, which is normally a one-on-one thing, mm-hmm. private concerts, yep. and the other poor girls are sitting there with their arms crossed, just still 
still there. It's very, very awkward. And like the music's going and it's a nice romantic song. And then you see Brie crying and Michelle upset and stuff. And I was like, what the heck is this ending? It was the edit they gave it really was like Rachel's. Yeah. Rachel's the winner. Rachel's the princess. He would really only invite the woman that he's really into to something like that. It secured her hometown date. Yeah. So yeah, Serena P and uh, Rachel have secured hometown dates. Yes. And after witnessing Rachel get the rose, Kit is now like, well, you obviously don't see it with me. Otherwise, you would have given me the rose. We're on different pages. She goes in very mature. She doesn't want to go through another rose ceremony because she knows that it's done. Yeah. There's no point. And she goes and she's like, you know, you deserve someone who's all in for it right now. That's where you are in life. I'm not there in life. It sucks. We have the connection stuff, but I'm going to go home. Yeah. Uh, that side of her is very mature. Yeah, it's true. Um, and that might be an ode to how she grew up and what her experience was uh, being more in the limelight of things and conducting herself in a proper way. Yeah, it's but, true. Uh, yeah, so she sends herself home. So so then there were six. Six people. Six, yeah, then there were six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we still need to see Jasenia's one yeah. one and Jasenia, so we get to Jasenia's one-on-one. Mm-hmm. She gets driven to a parking lot mm-hmm. in an Escalade. She gets out of the car. No one is there. Mm-hmm. And then Matt shows up in a Camaro. <laughs> yes. And the tires are spitting, and there's... He's drifting, basically, right? He's, they're drifting. Well, we find out it's not him, but a professional drifter. Yes. Driving the car. I guess a kind of a cool job. If a host get... of a show called, I think it was Motor Motor Tread. Mo- Motor Tread, yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't watch car shows. No, I mean, I, I like cars and the fact of, like, they're nice to look at some of them, but I'm not really into the mechanics of the whole no, thing. No, not me either. So they just, uh, they, <laughs> they race around crashing into things. <laughs> what really bothered me on this is Matt's driving the whole time. Yeah. And Jasenia just sits in the car and is like, woo! It's like, it's like the equivalent yeah. of the girl who goes to her boyfriend's house to watch him play video games. Yeah. Like, hey, I do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh is your boyfriend now? No, he's not. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We're not labeling it. I think of it, when I was, when me and my sister were younger, we have a cousin who was, he's six years younger than us, and he was an only child for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and he used to always say, he's like, do you guys want to watch me play video games? He would always do this, and it was like our way of teaching him that no one wanted to do that, was to be like, no, if you're not going to include me and let me play the game, right? Yeah, I'm so, not doing it. Yeah. Which I feel like is how this date should have gone with Matt and Jasenia. Yes. Because if it was me, I would have been like, okay, so when's my turn to drive the car? <laughs> oh, totally. That I mean, that's what I do with the video game, too. Like, I'm engaged in the story, I help with the puzzles, and I sometimes do the battling and stuff. Like, you know, I'm engaged in it. She's just sitting there, and she's not even get to participate in any of the action. I would have loved to take out some frustration and drive through shit. Like, let her drive. Why isn't she driving? She might need a bit of a booster seat, but, like, Yeah, she's little, drive. but, like, adjust the seat. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That that was just weird to me. I was like, that wouldn't be my idea of fun. It'd be fun for no. a minute, and then I'd be like, hey, I want to crash Switch. into some shit. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. But I never thought Jasenia and Matt were, like, I never, I never saw, saw that, that connection at all. No. The fact that she even got a one-on-one over Abigail. Like, what? Why? I don't understand. I don't get it. Justice for Abigail? Yeah. But, I mean, we know she's going home. We don't even really pay attention to the dinner tape. But he has this habit again where he, like, picks up the damn rose, puts it in in between them, like like he's going to give it to them. Yeah. And then he puts it back down. Did no one tell him that you don't even need to touch it, Matt? You can just be like, I'm not going to give you that rose. You don't need to pick it up. 
and put it and dangle in front of them like a carrot and then not give them the carrot, you know? They, they hungry and they have to go home hungry now because you're not even allowed to eat on The Bachelor. So, <laughs> like... <laughs> so true. It's so true. You never see them eating. Um, oh, man. And then he puts it back. It's like, you don't need to touch it back. You it's like, she's like, it. oh, it's almost... No, never mind. Never mind. It's, yeah. it's happened a few times. It's shitty. Uh, so she goes home. There's not really a heartbreak there. She's not really given an exit, like a big exit thing. And then we go to a rose ceremony. We're ending in a rose ceremony. We are ending I in manifested it. I you manifested did. a rose yeah. ceremony. This was me. <laughs> As we said, Serena P and Rachel already have roses. The only ones left are Brie, Michelle, and Piper. Sorry, Pipes. You just, you're just not on the same level with him that Brie and But everyone walked in in a great dress this evening. Yeah, they really upped their game. Really impressed. No one looks like they went to prom in the 90s. Piper looked like she went to the prom recently, just not in the 90s. But it was a cute dress. I liked the slit. The slit, if she had just like sat there with her leg out of the slit the whole time, it would have been iconic. There was black sparkles for you. (laughs) Brie was in her black sparkles and... Michelle, Michelle was all there, regal like. God, her delts. It's just the short. Oh, Michelle, if you ever listen to this, DM us. What's your routine, please? <laughs> and I think Serena P looked like she was in the same dress that Piper was wearing on the group date, just in a different color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I like that red on her though. We have our hometowns set. Uh, for me, the surprise again was Serena P, but everybody else on the list was kind of a lock for us. Mm-hmm. There was just the the question mark over Abigail. Now we're kind of looking ahead to who the final two would be. I know who my preferences would be, but the reality of it is different. I think it's going to be Brie and Rachel for your final two. What do you think? I think it's going to be Michelle and Rachel. Okay. Uh, Going off of his reaction to Brie quitting her job for him was, again, like, I love you. Oh, thank you. You know, I just think it's because he wants to sleep with her. Yeah. (laughs) He'll he'll take her to the fantasy Fantasy suites. suites. But I think Michelle, he sees more of that longevity. Okay, yeah. Okay, so let me rephrase my question. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be sent home after hometowns? Oh, okay. Because uh, I forgot uh, about the three and two. My brain went um, away for a second. I think Serena P will be sent home. Yeah. Just because I don't feel like that attraction is on the same level for the both of them. Yeah. Uh, not as much as I see with the other three. So I feel like she will be the one to, to get axed next. So, and then all three of those will go to fantasy, and then um, Brie might be the one to, to go after that. Uh, we do get a sneak peek of the hometowns, and I don't know why they set it to this music, but it was... It was some horror movie shit. Yeah, it was and like that... Ding, ding, ding. Rachel's home... Okay, Rachel's hometown looks terrifying. She's driving around Matt blindfolded. Yes. Her mom looks like she wants to participate in the purge. <laughs> she looks like women for Trump... Which we know she is, but whatever. And I'm interested. I'm more interested to see Rachel's family, given the last given week the and the information we've had. Perspective, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. just to see what they're like, see how they interact with Matt, see what the dynamic is like. I'm very curious. Yeah, it has a ve- it has a very horror movie feel to it right now. Yes, <laughs> it looks terrifying. It looks like Jordan Peele directed it. it looks like yes. Get Out. It's, it looks very, terrifying. Very Get Out esque with the music. And the little blurbs were given. It was creepy. It was so creepy. It, there was creep factor. They jump so out of a plane. Someone lands wrong and there might be an injury that they foreshadowing. And there's actually a bit more of a surprise that I didn't realize that there were a few more mixed people. Michelle. Yeah. And uh, Serena P are also. So we'll see how hometowns play out. There's crying and emotion. But there didn't seem to be anything hugely dramatic. I w- yeah, I wonder what the plot twists are going to be. 
Mm-hmm. Very I'm curious. curious. I'm curious when it gets to fantasy suites, mm-hmm. how Matt's going to approach it, because he just doesn't seem that sexual. I don't know. There's been a, a bit of a confusing point on that, like we've talked about before with him being like Christian and their views on sex and stuff, but he had that date where all the women did a fantasy chapter. Yeah. Right? I, Erotica chapter. So I, I don't really know where he falls on the spectrum of it. He doesn't seem overly passionate and physical. I'm interested to see. So uh, we'll be drawn in to watch next week and give you the recap as always. And again, watch for our Chris Harrison exclusive episode. Yeah. <laughs> watch well. out for watch out for that. Um, I think we'll do an, a few different yeah. episodes in the future of just different topics take take our time to research a bit more and gather some more information get make our notes yeah because we we don't want to just talk off the cuff as well and if you are again in the dark about what that whole chris harrison thing was the interview is in full unedited through youtube just youtube chris harrison rachel Lindsay. if you want more information or get yourself educated about it more you can listen to Higher Learning, where Rachel talks about it. You can also listen to um, Taylor from a previous season of The Bachelor. Next season? She's on Nick's season. On Nick's season. She's on Nick's yeah. Season. So her Instagram was uh, is at, at @taymocha, and she goes through with a fine tooth comb. Yeah, she was talking with Michelle from the the Black Chillerettes. Yes. The Instagram. It was a great breakdown. It's about an hour and a half long, but honestly, it's mm-hmm. like it's worth the watch. It's worth the watch and the listen. Um, I learned things that I had no idea yeah, definitely. through it as well. So that that's a good way to get yourself up to speed uh, if you want before listening to us. And get some different perspectives on it. Exactly. Before. So that's all we have for this week, you guys. Thank you so much for listening and sipping along with us. We'll see you next week. Let the journey continue.